0: Fulfillment is really all about you living your best life in your yeah. joy, but I think doing the things that you want to do. you know, I think yeah. that's what fulfillment is, because I think so many people go through life doing what everyone else asks of them. Yeah. You're doing what your boss says, you're putting the reporting on time, but you've never probably even checked and said, wait, does this make sense in terms of my professional growth? Right? right? Does this make sense in terms of like, is this really going to 10 years down the line, 30 years down the line, am I really living The legacy I want to leave on this earth.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Power of Why podcast. This is an interview style show that talks to leaders who are purpose-driven. I started to notice a pattern amongst folks who are fulfilled and lived in alignment. They walk different, they know why they spend time doing their work, and they are fueled by impact. I'm super excited to delve into this episode with an incredible friend an entrepreneur, a community leader. Uh, His name is Tim Salau. And why I believe this episode is really going to impact people is because of Tim's profound ability to storytell, to resonate, to connect with others. And one thing that I really want to outline is, you know, the amount of time that Tim has spent reflecting and why, you know, on your own journey... Why it's so important to ask yourself those tough questions, right? Who are you? What fuels you? What motivates you? What are the things that get you up in the morning? And Tim recounts his origin story and how it led him to the path that he walks today. What are we waiting for? Let's dive right in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 23 of the Power of Why podcast. My name is Naomi Hiley, and today I'm with the incredible Tim Salau. Tim, how are you doing?
0: I am doing well, so happy to be on the show.
1: Let's get it. This is going to be incredible because we've had, we've had quite a bit of conversations um, just in terms of, you know, collaborating when it comes to community, and um, you've been um, so gracious with kind of spending time with Sam and I and, um, you know, giving your incredible insights and experiences to the Find Your Tribe community, so thank you, thank you. <laughs>
0: oh absolutely you two are amazing all the things that you do
1: for some background on tim uh tim is a community leader and keynote speaker who has taken his love for collaboration Global. Uh, Tim is the (laughs) CEO of Guide, a social e-learning platform helping high school students learn essential life skills from their favorite creators. Uh, Tim leads the Future of Work with WeWork as their global evangelist. And I have to say that I love um, all of this branding around Mr. Future of Work. It's so powerful, and now every time I hear people talk about the future of work, kind of your name and your face pops up in my head. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is That's insane. branding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you are the founder of Mentors and Mentees, which you've branded as a guide community with over uh, 10,000 members, um, which has become over a 10,000-member community for students and professionals who want to take control of their careers um, to achieve career fulfillment which i really this topic this area i really want to delve into um so thank you tim again for being here and i'd love for you to give us a little bit more insight into your origin story and like what came before you started on this entrepreneurial uh, journey that you're on
0: you know what naomi i think for me What really got me into what I do now, working with WeWork, with eye was the fact that I am just a young boy that came from Nigeria in 1999 with his family. Mm -hmm. And the reason why my family came to America, right, was to ensure that we had access to opportunity. So such as a better education system, you know, better housing, a better community to be around, and often when i think about my origin story i think about that 1999 year old boy that 1999 year 1999 that 6 year old boy that came to america and you know he landed in america and for the first 3 to 4 years i didn't know anything right <laughs> i yeah. was just you know learning more about the culture here in america but as i grew on western culture you know we eventually moved to a really really nice place in houston called katy texas and I eventually had the opportunity to go to a better high school. And I eventually had the opportunity to go to college at Texas Tech University and also attend the University of Texas at Austin, where mm-hmm. I got my information studies degree. And at Texas Tech, I got my psychology degree. I was able to eventually grow up in Houston, from the Houston area, to eventually live in, in Lubbock, Texas, which is where Texas Tech was, so eventually live in Austin, Texas, and then having the opportunities to work with Microsoft, Google, and the West Coast, and now, unfortunately, um, working with WeWork and owning my own company, mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things in my origin story that I've learned is that adaptability is essential. So when, we, when my family and I moved here in 2007, 2008, my mom and my dad, they lost their jobs. And They lost mm-hmm. their jobs due to the recession. Right. My dad was a histologist. My dad was actually a microbiologist. My mom was a histologist, and all of a sudden, they came home one day and they lost their jobs. And I can remember, I was walking home from school, and I get home the day that I found out my mom. My mom lost her job, and I walk in and I see my mom crying on the floor, and it was the first time I ever saw her cry. She
1: Mm. was in tears.
0: She was bawling. Right. And often when I come back home from school, my parents aren't usually at home before I am. So I was walking home from school and I get home and I'm seeing my mom was already home really, really early. So it was really, really odd. And at that yeah. time, we were living in Houston and this really, really shabby apartment complex in the hood. So, mm. you know, I walk in and I'm like, whoa, did we get robbed? Like, <laughs> <here, we're> <laughs> you know, and, you know, but it was my mom. My mom was home and she was in tears. She was hurt. And I remember this so vividly because it was the first time I ever saw my mom cry, right. ever. And I ever remember her really just feeling, looking and feeling weak. And one thing I really took from that moment, just took from that time in my life, and my family's life, is that, look, nothing is promised to you, right? right. You know, my parents moved here for a better opportunity, but things happened. You know, they, they lost their job. But... What they did after that was they were resilient and they found opportunities, they went back and reskilled themselves, they went to the school and found roles in nursing, and my dad eventually became a preacher. And more importantly, we relied on our community to really elevate us, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things I really, really learned from my mom was adaptability is essential, right? Being able to always have that resilience to, you know, pursue something else, but also the power of community. And understanding that you will always have a community of people to elevate you in your darkest of times. And being a Nigerian-American man that moved to America, I think that I eventually found my purpose and passion as a community builder because of the community that I've grown in in Texas and the community that I always find when I, when I live in a different city.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, what an incredible lesson to learn very early on, right? Because it's definitely kind of framed your lens in a positive light to surround yourself with people who care and even though we haven't met in person like this translate this energy translate over the phone over yeah you know over Skype and i think the power of community like when you're able to feel that and tap into that at a very early age it it influences the way that you find community and the way that you build community and so like through <clears throat> Like those those early days, what when you're building like mentors and mentees, um, what was the lens and the intention that you were trying to put behind that?
0: You know what, Naomi, when I when I built mentors and mentees, I was still a college student. I was in grad school at the University of Texas in Austin, and it was right after I had just got in my Google internship, which was around the summer of, which I I just finished my internship with Google, which was around the summer of 2018, I believe. And I came back to, I'm sorry, not 2018, the summer of 2017. It was the summer of 2017. I just finished my Google internship. Mm -hmm. And I realized there was a lot of people reaching out to me for support, for career advice, because they saw I just got into Google. And for some reason, they thought I had all the magic. (laughs) They didn't really realize that it was great and perseverance, and I hustled to get yeah. my myself an opportunity there as a UX research intern for that summer, and that, you know, that it was just me just, you know, really being focused and locked in to get that opportunity, but I had people who were, you know, I had students who were doing physics in college, who were doing business in college, marketing in college, all of these different things, and they were all coming, you know, from all of these different walks of life and lens on you know what they want to do for their career and they were looking at me as if i had all the answers and i had the keys but really i didn't and a wise man knows when he doesn't have all the answers but he's always curious enough to create or search for the answers right Mm -hmm. and in, in a pursuit of knowledge so really the the big idea i had was that look i'll create a community i'll create a group so if people are asking me for mentorship advice or seeking mentorship then i can always refer them to this group. That yeah. we created on link on on LinkedIn and Facebook. Facebook. So I went ahead, yeah. So I went ahead and just created that group, and this was in October 2017. And I couldn't imagine that the group would grow into being this platform for professionals and students to take control of their careers. So going from literally zero members in the group and zero people worldwide, right, in October 2017, to now a group of over twenty of ten thousand right mm-hmm. uh, people all over the world and I think really what was what was so successful about the bu- w- group is that I was really focused from the get-go on ensuring that it was a community not just a group but a community it had the feeling of a community that there was content in there there was empowering and elevating our members when it comes to career interest and professional interest and really helping people take control of their careers whether it be how to find a new job or how to be successful on the job, or how to manage your time. A lot of the content shared in the community is very, very, you know, focused on empowering our members. And more importantly, you know, me as a leader, that I took a leadership role in cultivating the community, not only online, but offline, right? So online, I would create content consistently. And then offline, I would meet our members, learn more about their pain points when it comes to their career, learn more about how the community and the group can better service them, You know, we literally have developed a community chapter program, a community leadership program to ensure that some of the community leaders in our group can lead people in their specific local cities, right? Because they wanted that leadership role. So it's just me been like really investing in the community and the specific lens that I really just grasped to at the early days was that, look. We're going to have a very clearly defined purpose for this community because if you have a really clearly defined purpose you'll a- you'll be able to have a community in which people elevate each other they're strengthening their bonds together right and my personal purpose statement i tell people this is that i live to strengthen the bonds that people share through compassion and empathic action i live it i love it it's what i love to do so when i created a group in the community it was this direct manifestation of that, mm-hmm. and you want you to know what's so funny, Naomi, is that I actually second-guessed myself on if it was something I should do. Building community, building that community, yeah. but but I ended up doing it anyways that on that faithful day in October 2017 because I realized is what do I have to lose, mm, right? Yeah. What do I have to lose by just creating a space for people to learn from each other? You know, is I could either choose to commit to this and doing it consistently and, and create joy and fulfillment in it and d- develop my passion in it. But I don't have anything to lose. And I think what really reinforced my decision to go ahead and do it and really gave me this lens that, you know, that allowed me to go for it and grow it and mold it and 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 it's gonna be something I'm doing for the rest of my life, right? Is the fact that I realized that when you have a clearly defined purpose for yourself, you always need to do and pursue the things that align back to that. So, for me, strengthening the bonds that people share through compassion and empathic action, I see that a lot in the mentors and mentees, a guide community.
1: Right. And that's a testament, like, that's an extension of your values, right? And so, yes. when, you're, when your values align, you find other people kind of gravitate and you attract more people who are in that headspace, who operate at that frequency. And it's crazy. Like, even talking about it gives me so many chills because, like, we've started to see that manifest as well, like, building Mm. on your tribe. And so, hmm, I wanted – you said that you second-guessed yourself in in building that up. Do you – and I want to link this back also to comments around people thinking that you had, like, some sort of magic formula when it came to getting into Google – do you ever, like, how often do you hear people say that, you know, you're, you're lucky? Tim, oh, you're so lucky to have gotten into these rooms or <laughs> be a part of these things. Or speak at the, at the level that you're speaking at. Because I think in not being able to see kind of, like, the, the early stages and the grinding and, like, how difficult it is to build things from the ground up,
0: so people don't see the work that you put in. They don't see the work that you put in. They don't see your grade. They don't see your focus. They don't see your skills. They don't see how how passionate you are about your craft. I tell people all the time that community building is my passion, right? And I, when people look at my history and the legacy I've built, of my, I've built for myself thus far, being able to get into Google, being able to get into WeWork, being able to get into Microsoft, but even beyond that, being able to build my own company, being able to speak on on the future right being able to to lead people being able to cultivate community people you know i think often people don't understand that legacy one is important but two that you have to build yourself intrinsically and develop yourself in order to create a legacy of yourself that you are proud of and that takes grit that takes hard work Mm -hmm. and that takes focus so i think that when i talk with people sometimes you know a lot of people ask me for advice on where they want to go in their career, where they want to go in their life, but I think that you could never really figure that out unless yeah. you've done the deep work, Yeah, as I, as I like to call it, the mm-hmm. deep work of figuring yourself out. Who are you? What are your values, intrinsic right. values, right? And how do you manifest that in the career that you want to pursue, in the work that you want to do, the relationships that you're building, the community that you have surrounding you, and for me, when I really define my purpose, when I was in grad school at at University of Texas, Austin, I was able, you know, I, I did it literally in a library. It was just I mm-hmm. took a day for myself. I went yeah. to a library and I said, who am I? I asked mm-hmm. myself the tough questions. Who is Tim? Who does Tim want to become? And what are the skills? What are the strengths of me? You know, what are the you know the core values of me that I am passionate about? And I believe truly, truly define who I am. And within that, I was able to come with a purpose statement. But as you mentioned earlier, I was was able to come with a lens on life that no one can ever take from me. I was able to say that I want to work with Google and I'll do the best that I can to work with Google. I will pursue that. I'll have that grit. I was able to say I want to work with WeWork. So I will pitch myself to the chief marketing officer so I can get that role because I believe that I would be a great fit. And I have an opportunity to really create something big, right? But I was able to put myself in these rooms and I was able to, you know, I'm able to, I was able to develop this confidence and more importantly, this focus in getting these opportunities because I realized what my value is. Mm. And more importantly, I always tie my value, the value that I pitch to people, right? Or the value that I create in the world to my personal intrinsic value, who I am, right? So my love for community, my love for strengthening others. My love for giving, my love for service, you know, my love for technology. Really, you know, being in that in those spaces, and I think that what I, I often tell people is that look, think about your life, listen to your life, yeah, listen mm-hmm. to your life, literally, listen to <laughs> like what is your life telling you, yeah, you know, who are you it, deeply, you know, what is your history? Did you grow up from a family of people who persevere, from a family of people who are givers, from a family of people who are who? who who value community? Mm-hmm. Did you, you know, did you grow up, you know, having to learn how to hustle? Well, you are a hustler. Well, find ways to hustle, <laughs> find ways to share that gift with people, right? Mm-hmm. Just listen to your life and listen to your values. And really when you start doing that, Naomi, I'm sure you can relate with this, you start actually understanding the things that are for you and the things that are not for you.
1: Right. I'm snapping my fingers because this is this is amazing. And I'm, you know. Not surprised at all that you mentioned the deep work that is involved with, you know, just building your self-awareness and building your understanding around like who is Tim and mm. took the time and you gave yourself more important the space in the room to figure that out and to write it down specifically. Because I think like once you get it down on paper and you're able to map your identity out and all the things that, you know shaped you to get to where you are today that's the ultimate superpower right mm. like how how are you able to to pitch your skills and your strengths and your values if you haven't taken the time to look into into what they are right and
0: and really relish in them right ooh, and really have yeah. a very clear understanding a clear identification of what they are so you can communicate it to people but not only just communicating to people Naomi right it's also living it I think you know what I love is people who live their values that's that's what's in now, right that's that's what's trending to me I mean I think hot girl summer is trending on Instagram (laughs) right now right you've seen that you know and and now there's hot boy summer right but really what's what what I love what I think it needs to be trending needs to continue trending forever is this the whole notion of living your values yeah you know, mm-hmm. and I see that a lot in the community building work that you do. And, you know, and I I've discovered that I love what I do because it, it's, it literally speaks to me in my soul. And because of that, I will do it for the rest of my life and no one can take it away from me.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was there fear in that at all? Fear in. Because I'm, I'm just trying to dig deeper into why people don't give themselves to the space to understand themselves deeply i mean is there a vulnerability like did you was it uncomfortable when you were doing that exercise or um did you realize that this was going to be the thing that brought you to a higher level Mm. and didn't let anything stand in the way of that
0: you know I told you when I created the mentors and mentees of God community and I, and I, I specifically really, you know, I mentioned this moment because I think a lot of where I am in my life right now can be tagged back to when I made the decision to create mentors and mentees. Uh, I build a community and pursue my craft, my, my passion, my life and my desire as a community builder. Because I will say there's been so much good things in my life because I made a decision to build community right at at a very intimate level and you know when I made when I made that decision as I mentioned I had self-doubt I didn't know exactly if I should do it because you know is there anybody that's going to join the group will anybody be interested you know there are all of these limiting questions that tag back to limiting beliefs that I was asking myself that could have prevented me to do it but you know when you are when you obviously have made a commitment to your purpose, you do it anyways. But I think that often people put themselves in a limiting belief clusterfuck. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. why why I want to say a clusterfuck of limiting beliefs (laughs) that literally that caused them to not do what they need to do in their lives, whether it be for their own emotional wellness and intrinsic healing to them pursuing the career that they want and pitching themselves and creating the opportunities that they want. When I got my role at WeWork, I pitched the now Chief Marketing Officer through LinkedIn. I pitched him because I saw that he was an amazing guy, he was doing amazing things that he was someone that I want to learn from. His name is Robin Daniels, one of the greatest marketers I've ever met. Hmm. And I essentially pitched him on LinkedIn. And I told him, hey, you know, I know that you've seen the work that I do on LinkedIn as someone that's always evangelizing the future of work and speaking on future technology and where things are going. And I also know that you've seen the work that I do as a community builder. I would love to work within WeWork, and work with you to, one, learn from you, and most importantly, give my gifts, right, in okay. this role, right? Okay. So I was able to create this opportunity for myself now where I am the global evangelist for a multinational company and probably Mm -hmm. one of the youngest evangelists that ever worked with a multinational company, right? Nigerian-American at that. And I was able to put myself (laughs) in this position because I pitched and I created that opportunity, but I understood what opportunity was for me and the opportunities that were not, Mm -hmm. right? I was intentional about it. And I didn't let any limiting belief say, oh, Tim, you couldn't do it. And what's so funny is the fact that when I pitched, This opportunity, there was something that was speaking and stirring in my soul about it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was working with Microsoft, although it was my dream role, it wasn't my destined role. And from the time when I was working with Microsoft, I was doing AI product management. And you know, it was okay, but I didn't feel as if I was living my best life. I was living my purpose because I wasn't building community in the way in which I love to do, in the magnitude in which it drives me, it motivates me. But when I pitched my opportunity with our chief marketing officer at WeWork and I knew exactly what I wanted my role to be and I knew exactly how I would thrive, now I feel more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm able to build community in which is a scale that I was never able to do before and I'm learning in that process. So, you know, I think limiting beliefs really stop people sometimes, but also this inability for them to, you know, not know what's for them and what is for them. You know, if you are passionate about community building, go for that. If you are passionate about beauty products and creating a brand around beauty, go for that. Don't let anything stop you, right? If you are passionate about building your own company, go for that, right? And you're passionate about specific problems, go for it. And even if you fail in that company, it's fine, right? I think one of the things I tell people is that don't let your limiting beliefs stop you, right? Mm -hmm. Make a decision on who you are and pursue it unequivocally.
1: Mm -hmm. Amen. And um, you're using all the words that I love to use around the subject, right? Being purpose-driven and values aligned, finding fulfillment in your work too. And you know, it seemed that even though that you were, you know, in a role at Microsoft and it was, you used the word, it wasn't my destined, like it wasn't my destined job, but it was great for that time and it served its purpose in that time there was still something uneasy maybe in you, right? Would you agree? Something that you knew that, you know, this is not... I see myself doing other things that are more community aligned and and you found a way to to link that and, and find a clear kind of role within a company that you saw was thriving and believed in the same things that you believed and you made it happen. So that's and incredible. You know what
0: we call that? You know what we call it? Creating alignment.
1: Yeah, alignment. Uh-huh. Creating
0: alignment between who you are, what you do, and who you want to become.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, and when I, when, I, when I got the opportunity to work with Microsoft, you know, and, and, and created the opportunity to work with WeWork and not, not creating my own company and guide, I am creating alignment and creating, and creating things in the world, doing pursuing things in the world that align to who I am, what I want to do, and who I want to become. I want to become an amazing leader. I want to be able to build the next generation up. I want to be able to ensure that we're building a future when it comes to the future of work in which everyone is feeling included, right, in the decisions that are being made when it comes to technology, when it comes to society, and when it also comes to opportunity, right? And they have access to opportunity because as we move into this future, you know, I want to be able to be as a leader of my community, right, and the communities I really care of, I want to be able to say, I got y'all, we got each other, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that people don't often think about life from this lens of legacy, right? And it's scary, right? That we disregard that. And I think that, you know, there's a a huge room in our culture and in the communities that we operate in to actually communicate the importance of legacy and making decisions that really tag back to who you are deep, 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 deeply, right? Mm -hmm. Intrinsically.
1: Mm -hmm. and legacy is very forward-thinking it's the long-term it's a long-term game and I think right now I think culture also influences that too right our our thinking around short-term fixes or short-term like this is going to make me feel good in the short term even though it might not be sustainable over the long term so I think You know, when we're speaking about legacy, this is the, these are the things, these are the communities, these are the companies that we are going to be able to pass down to the children, the generations that come after us. And, and I don't know, to realize that, to think at that level, I feel like you need to be aligned, right? Mm. Did you say that alignment is a precursor for being able to perform in your truth and at a higher level?
0: Yes, absolutely. And Mm -hmm. I think even before alignment is understanding who you are from a values-based standpoint. You know, I think values are everything in this world. And living by your values is crucial. You know, it's so funny because yesterday I had a team segment with my team. Mm -hmm. And we we were going through our values. We have seven really core and powerful values. One of them is be bold, be authentic and 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 another one is act agile right and we were just eliciting our values talking about what they mean to us and you know who we are and one of my teammates uh, our co mike Yates, mm-hmm. he's mike a Yates, yeah. Ed visionary yeah. and he says my va- my favorite value within our values is own your creativity that's one of our values mm. own your creativity and it essentially means you know no matter what, you, you know, what you're doing, tap into your inner child to be able to you know, have fun in the work that you do and come up with new ideas. And the reason why he loved that value and why it was so personal for him was that because he feels as if in every high school in America, they should be fostering and driving that value of owning your creativity. Right within students because a lot of students and even a lot of teachers that are teaching in high schools don't have this ability to be creative in the way that they structure curriculum around the students as they're supposed to, right? Mm -hmm. And students aren't Mm -hmm. tapping into their creativity because essentially everything is top down in education, right? The school the school district sells teachers and principals what they need to be teaching right to make sure that they achieve standardized test outcomes right mm-hmm. and yeah. there's no there's no culture within high within most high schools in america now in which you're empowering students from the ground up right to have control of how they learn right and who they are who they're becoming and how they understand the world right and one of the reasons why i'm so passionate about the work that we're doing with god is the fact that we're coming from a very value-based standpoint on how do we shift education right. and how do we more importantly inspire children, inspire teachers to start teaching from a lens in which one students have control over their, te- over their teaching and teachers guide them. In that course, but you won't ever be successful with a company as a person in your life if you're not thinking about your values, right? So in the case of Mike, I love how you said, you know, when I think about our values, and I think about my favorite one in terms of own your creativity. I feel as if it's one I can resonate with because he's been in high school for over 10 years now. He's been in high schools, in the worst of high schools, in which, you know, you see Violence. You see, teachers yeah. who aren't inspired, right? So when he sees owning your creativity, he can he can relate and resonate with that value. So when you really have a value defining your life and your company, whatever it is, you have to be able to resonate to it in a degree in which it is meaningful, right? And you can you can champion it in all that you do. You live by it, and that's what makes you successful, right?
1: Yeah. And when you're, I love what you're doing in this space because I remember even, you know. The teachers that still, even from like grade six, which is crazy to say, but the teachers that I remember from like elementary school, from high school, are the ones that invested and they care deeply for their students. Because I think the worst thing is like being at that age and maybe not having the self confidence or the belief in yourself to perform at high levels. And it's. You're, I think you're pulled down even more when you have teachers that don't believe in you either, right? And maybe mm. don't, don't see you doing great things. And that belief, that mindset at that young age is being, it's being conditioned and programmed into you. And we can see it a lot in the way that adults act and behave. It's because of the beliefs that they cannot let go of, those limiting beliefs that you kind of mentioned earlier that they can't let go of. But it was the teachers, for me at least, um, the ones that saw something in their students and encouraged them, empowered them to do more and believe in themselves. So I think when you, I, I like how even the, the name of the company that you, that you and your team are building, Guide, it's not me telling you what to do. It's me understanding what your gifts are and, and kind of cultivating those gifts in you and allowing you to grow in that as well. I'm curious your thoughts around comparing, like comparing. Mm. Um, and I think this is where people get really tripped up is they're constantly looking to others and comparing their, their own lives or not even, yeah, their own lives and their own skills. And they see people doing incredible things. And even though it may not be the thing that they're well-suited to do or is something that they're passionate about, they feel kind of compelled to go into that direction that isn't aligned so what are your thoughts around that I'm curious
0: I think that when you see yourself going into a direction that isn't for you you need to start understanding one what is causing you to continue creating momentum in a a dead-end direction Mm -hmm. right (laughs) a dead-end direction and I think when we're when we're really thinking about I believe what's what's gonna matter And so I as someone that works in the tech space, I'm always thinking about the next 10 years of innovation. <laughs> you know, who are people going to become, especially as I as someone that's talking about workplace experience and wellness in the workplace and mm-hmm. how to have purpose-driven cultures. I believe that, you know, you see people living in misalignment, it's because they haven't had one, they're not in the environments that foster, you know, the best of themselves. One, right? Whether it be in the work that they're doing or even in their homes, right? Uh, they're not around people who support them, motivate them, or believe in them, right? Yeah. And then they go into the workplace and they go into the same toxic atmosphere in which they have a manager that's trying to undercut them, that yeah. isn't looking to promote them, that doesn't care about their growth, right? You see this a lot. In fact, you see it so much so that globally, a research study by Gallup has actually determined that 13, only 13% of people in the world feel fulfilled in work,
1: right?
0: <laughs> and that causes you ass, ask, where the heck is the other, you know, 96, <laughs> what is it, 86%, <laughs> right? 87%, right, what, what's going on, right? Why do only 30, 13% of people feel fulfilled and engaged at work? And it's just due to the fact that if you go into some of the workplaces today, it's very mechanic. <laughs> you know, yeah. you tell people what to do, when to do it, and you don't wow. give them any creativity and how they lead their, their work, how they lead their lives, you're not developing them at all. You may even re- retrain them, but you're in terms of skills gaps and whatnot, but you're not professionally investing in their development, mm-hmm. their life development, their fulfillment. And a lot of companies fail at this. A lot of the top Fortune 500 companies, and I've done a lot of you know deep dives and I speak about it a lot in the work that I do as a speaker on the future of work. So when I think about the individual, right? And I think about how individual. there are millions, of billions even, of individuals in this world right now who are walking through life without a purpose, right? Mm. And when I, when, when we talk about purpose, I think often I talk with people about purpose, and like, what the, f-? you know, <laughs> what is a purpose? You know, and the thing is, a purpose is simple, and it's okay if it's, if it's even a little bit similar to someone else's purpose, because what makes a purpose special isn't necessarily in just it, it's the name, how you articulate it. So, right, mine is to strengthen the bonds that people share through compassion and empathic action. But that could be Joe's purpose all the way in Nigeria, yeah. right? Or Mike's purpose all the way in Ethiopia, right? That could be anyone's purpose, right? But what makes a purpose special is the meaning that you bring behind it, mm-hmm. right? And how you execute on it every single day. That's yeah. what makes a purpose special, right? So, often when you see people who are in, are pursuing, a career, a lifestyle that's in, in misalignment to who they truly are, you notice that they haven't had the opportunity to do that deeper and really living and relishing and defining their purpose, right? And what, more importantly, making the necessary decisions that tag back to their purpose, you know? And you can't even prevent them from, from going that in that direction because you really have to start from the source of everything, which is who do you want to become? And you know who you want to become when you know who you are.
1: Mm, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: You know? And I you know, I know you're a big fan, Naomi uh Michelle Obama. Right. <laughs> and one of her awesome books, the book that she I think she does she have other books? I'm not exactly sure. But I know becoming, becoming is, yeah. you know, yeah, is one of her most popular is her popular book, and I think she's probably gonna launch even more because, you know, the reaction that she's had around that book. But I love that title and I love uh, a lot of the things that she said in that book, because they all kind of go back to this whole notion that you don't have to have this set-defying, you know, person in your head that you're going to become. So when we're young, we think that we're going to be doctors, right? You know, a lot of people ask us, what do you want to become when you grow up? And it's almost as if you have to have a ceiling, a, you know, a, a defined answer, a fixed answer. Okay, that's the goal. And boom, after that, that's it for me. Life is yeah. done. Uh-huh. But we're always in iteration. We're always in growth mode, right? Yeah. And one of the lovely things that I took away from her book and, you know, everything I've read about it is the fact that, look, you are always in growth mode, right? You are all, you always need to have the growth mindset. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And more yeah. importantly, understand that who you're becoming, you have to iterate and adapt on it. But as you adapt, always go back to your purpose. Yeah. You know, because okay. that's something that would never change. hmm
1: And your purpose is, it's deep rooted. I mean, I I read the book, Start With Why, which is the one I think there's definitely the propellant for me starting this podcast, The Power of Why. But it was like, as you said, your purpose is, is who you are. And it's for me, it comes from a deep place of pain. It comes from the what I want to solve and what I want to see more of in the world, it comes from the communities that I want to build around representation. And when you go back and try to untangle where your purpose comes from, that light, that that drive, that understanding is, is within us. It's our intuition. But, you know, we tend to hide it or mask it, for me at least, means to to fit in with the crowd but as soon as I went back and untangled all of those kind of like the meaning behind my purpose as you were mentioning it's a very it's a very personal thing and we may have people all across the world who who have similar purposes but the how and as you mentioned the meaning around that is different from person to person because we each are uniquely different in our talents and our gifts we just we just need to be incredibly honest about our strengths or weaknesses our talents what we're not good at i think it takes a lot of vulnerability to get there too i want to pivot a little bit though tim um, you talked before we wrap up on your website you have a line here um, that says you know when it comes to your career you on, my <laughs> Damn, you
0: on my website
1: it's beautiful <laughs> by the way you just rebranded you. i think in the past you know the past few days um, but you said, when it comes to your career, you are in the business of entrepreneurship. No one else can define your career. No one. Where did this come from? Where did this come from? That came from me.
0: That's it. I that's know, a, but where?
1: <laughs> I know it's an original quote, Tim,
0: but where did it come from? Tr- like... So, you know, you, I, I think for me, it's that people don't realize, Naomi, that look, we are moving towards a, a generation in which we have ample opportunity we have social media to where you can create your own business you can build your own brand you can carve your own niche in terms of who you are and who you want to become and who you want to you know join you in that movement that community finding your tribe right we have we have technology that can allow you to on demand order Japanese barbecue, have it delivered to your house, right? (laughs) And more importantly, will allow you to drive Uber, right? And make, you know, per ride 20 to $30, right? We have gig platforms such as an Upwork, right? Or even just going on LinkedIn and saying, hey, I can do this, this and that in graphic design. Who wants my services? Who wants to work with me, Mm -hmm. right? And we have all of this opportunity and we have so much access to opportunity that people are failing to take advantage of and people still are living with this mindset in which i need to work for somebody else my entire life right or i need to you know i need to i need to just wait for the opportunity to come to me (laughs) right yeah. When you see all of this opportunity in front of your face, you have to wait for it. <laughs> and I think when I, you know, when I, when it comes to that quote, it's the fact that you need to create opportunities. Entrepreneurs, what makes entrepreneurs amazing is that entrepreneurship is just not about quitting your job and starting a business. Yeah. And that's one of the things I hate when I hear toxic entrepreneurship, because people who some of the really kind of toxic entrepreneurs, and I think toxic. Entrepreneurial role models that are out there right now is that they make entrepreneurship mean seem as if it's this all or nothing thing. Yeah. And entrepreneurship is not an all or nothing thing. Entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is all a matter of you just giving, right? Giving an alignment to your purpose. It's not a matter of building a five billion dollar business, man. It's not a matter of building a goddamn a dollar business. It's really a matter of entrepreneurs are givers, man. They're creating something that really matters to them at a deep and purposeful level, right? They're givers, they're connectors, they're creators, right? Whether it be creating communities such as you, Naomi, right? Or just giving and volunteering their time for a local shelter on the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. I think, and then connecting people to each other, right? I think entrepreneurship is, 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 is really been blown up to be this very, it's something that's now, we've made it to be this very, Business-driven type of thing, but really, when you look at the when you look at the core essence of entrepreneurship, it's just being of the mindset to create, to give, to be of service, right? To elevate, to amplify, to mold, right? And you don't you don't necessarily have to have a billion-dollar company in order to do that, or have to make fifty thousand annual recurring revenue in order to do that. What you do need to do is have the mindset, right? And to understanding that, look. I can create something out of nothing, and as long as it's tagged to my passion and my purpose, right, and I'm, I'm feeling fulfilled doing it, no matter what, I'm going to be successful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel happy, right? I don't need to have a billion dollars in the process of doing it, but if it speaks to me at a deep level, that's all that matters. And if it ends up allowing me to create a billion-dollar business, or a million dollar business, or finding the love of my life, or really tapping into my passion, right? Mm-hmm. Or really, you know, or dying happy with my legacy, mm-hmm. then I have been successful as an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't have to lock into, be locked into this mode in which I'm going to work every single day, I'm pushing a button, no one's investing in me because I'm also not investing in myself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I feel as if everything in the world is not working in my favor. But then you have to ask yourself, are you creating your own favor? How are you creating favor in your life? So when I think about that quote, Naomi, I really think of, you know, I believe people really need to start pursuing life with an entrepreneurial mindset. Really understand how do you create the favor in your life? Because when you start creating, you start creating fulfillment and joy, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're creating something that you're passionate about and you can see meaning in, everything else will be clear as day for you.
1: Clarity comes. I think it comes from doing. It comes from.
0: Ooh, I love <laughs> it.
1: But also reflection too, right? Like a, we both, I know, take time to reflect. Sometimes you come all this way, and then we don't take the time to look back and and see how all those things kind of aligned, or we met the right people who were who we were supposed to meet in that time, on that day, in that place, and all these shifts happen. But I think, you know, when you, and I can't use the word aligned or fulfilled enough, but when you are standing in your purpose, you know, what's for you and what's not for you. You're able Mm. to weed out the things that, you know, might be distractions or might pull you in the direction that you don't need to be going into. Right. And so thinking about your life and your career and how you build community from a lens of giving and from a lens of service. I-, I love the way that you define success, Tim. It's being fulfilled. And like why is fulfillment important?
0: Girl, <laughs> damn, you know this. You know this. <laughs> you know, you know Yo, it's all about a lot of no, people no, don't
1: know this, Tim.
0: I you know, and you know, for the people who are listening right now, you know, yeah. if you don't understand that fulfillment is really all about you. Living your best life in your yeah. joy. But I think doing the things that you want to do. You know, I think yeah. that's what fulfillment is. Because I think so many people go through life doing what everyone else asks of them. Yeah. You're, you're doing what your boss says. You're putting the reporting on time. But you've never <laughs> probably even checked and said, wait, does this make sense in terms of my professional growth? Right. Right? Does this make sense in terms of like, is this really going to 10 years down the line, 30 years down the line? Am I really living the legacy I want to leave on this earth by doing this job? So, at, so you know, and so this is why, you know, when I even work with clients as a coach and even, you know, when I, you know, when I think about myself as a leader, you know, my role in leading my own company and, and, and being a leader at WeWork in terms of the work that we're doing around the future of work, my role is in whoever I work with, I want to ensure that we're working on a product, we're working on a project in which we all see meaning in, right, okay. to a degree, right, and we see a sense of purpose in, right, we can okay. tag it to why we want to do it why would this be the best interest of our ti- of my time why am i going to be contributing at a high level to this project right this legacy right this you know this this vision right because it's not just about you mm-hmm. right it's not just about you know the ego it's really more about the fulfillment and what you give to others right so i think that people people need to understand the fulfillment comes from doing what you love to do, but also giving your gifts away, Mm -hmm. right? When you're doing what you love to do, when you're giving your gifts away, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're really, really talented at building websites, designing, communicating, whatever it is, right? How do you find the opportunities in which you can give that away in a scale that is okay with you, whether it be starting with a meetup, to speaking on stages, or creating your own video content, right? Or even meeting just one-on-one with people and telling them, oh, this is how to be better at effective communications. Or this is how you should think about building a roadmap around career, right? If you're interested in pursuing career coach as a path, right? Or this is how to be more mindful of your wellness and health. If you're a health and wellness nut and you really, you know, are focused on holistic wellness, right? How can you day in and day out do the things that are worth your time and are allowing you to give your gifts away and I think that people need to realize that you find fulfillment when you are giving your gifts away every single day. Every single day, I'm speaking with members of my community. Every single day, I'm working on guide. Every single day, <laughs> literally every single day,
1: yeah. I'm
0: working on something we work related. I'm building and cultivating community. So every single day, I'm finding fulfillment in the things that I love to do because my mind has been peaked and position to focus on the things, and only the things that I love to do. I don't focus on anything else. If I'm not building community, if I'm not working on God, if I'm not surrounded by the community, whether it be with my team, or, you know, the members of mentors and mentees, a God community, right, or amazing people such as yourself on LinkedIn, then you know, that I'm not doing it, right? I surround myself, I intentionally surround myself, and I make sure I throw myself and opportunities in which I feel a sense of community. And more importantly, I'm working on my passions, right? Whether it be collaborating with awesome people such as yourself as well, Naomi, right? So it's, it's, I think people need to start being a lot more intentional about how they're using their time and how are they using it in a way where they're pursuing what they love to do day in and day out, and at the same time are giving the best of themselves away.
1: Thank you, Tim. Thank you. I don't know, every time I talk to you, I feel a sense of, of power, a sense of empowerment, a sense of alignment and inspiration too inspiration to, to do more and to build community for people of color and allies to do more of the work that that speaks and hums in my soul you know and so thank you like thank you for taking the time to chat with me thank you for. Continuing to elevate others through uh, through your purpose,
0: Naomi. It's so funny you say yeah. that because I see the same in you. Every time I talk with you, I feel a sense of power, and it, it's one of the reasons why I said I will love to be a part of this podcast. Because you know, when there's people people who are doing things of this nature, right? Well, a lot of people don't realize about creating content is that like, I I I, lo- I love Gary Vee for this. He said, "I'm gonna create all my content and I'm gonna give it away for free." Yeah, because he's a giver. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a giver. No, he's yeah. really a giver, though. You know, and that's what yeah. I love about Gary V. It's like I'm gonna just give you this content. And I'm gonna give you everything that I know and everything that I've learned. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like it doesn't bother, it doesn't stop me any, or mm-hmm. it doesn't, it you know, it doesn't. Uh, why not? Why should not have a Gary V. podcast and yeah. and a and a, a, a video series and everything, all the other snippets that I put around put around the world? Because at the end, of the, I'm creating content that I hope is meaningful. And it's pushing people and it's helpful, right? So, you know, I think about the, the work that you're doing as a community leader, Naomi, and even on this podcast, with this podcast is that you're giving your gifts and your, your access to people you have access to. You're giving that to other people, right? And you're creating joy in the process, right? So people who are listening to this, hopefully, you know, there's a process of self discovery that they tap into because of this, right? And that's one thing I love about content, right? Content can get to this point where you're creating something meaningful. You're pushing people ahead in their in their lives and their careers by by creating something that that speaks to you, right? And mm-hmm. and, and and creating community around it too. So you know, I, every time I talk with you, Naomi, I feel that same sense of power.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. And and I loved how you touched on that too, because highlighting people who are in tune with their why and their purpose is not is not a means to kind of show that there's a blueprint to do it you know, the path is going to be different for everyone. But if you have, I think, examples of great leaders who, who are who are doing their own thing, doing it at a, at a very, be- at a, you know, in a beautiful way, you can ask yourself deeper questions around everything that you kind of talked about today around de- doing that deep work. So thank you. And I don't even need to ask you the last question around like, what do you strongly believe that you were meant to do here? Because it was laced into every single one of your answers. But, you know, if you were to Say it in one line. What would it be?
0: My why is to strengthen the bonds that people share through compassionate and empathic, empathic action. Love it. That's my why. That's my purpose.
1: Mhm. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, too, is listening to this episode with the incredible Tim Salah. If you didn't walk away with at least one thing that you can implement into your own life i mean go back and listen to the episode again i don't know what else
0: (laughs) (laughs) re listen and listen to you get something you heard
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you tim thank you thank you and we will i haven't met you in person yet but it's gonna happen soon it's gonna happen it
0: sure is it sure is and for anyone who wants to connect with me? Please connect yes, with me please. on LinkedIn. I'm mm-hmm. on the LinkedIn. If you want to join the Facebook Mentors and Mentees, a guide community, join us on Facebook. Just search Mentors and Mentees, Mentors and Mentees. Mm-hmm. And I will be stopping by in Canada, hopefully in Ottawa someday. So hopefully, Naomi and I can have a community meetup where we bring people mm-hmm. in the community out to learn from each other, learn with each other, and grow together.
1: Thank you, Tim. And everything that Tim mentioned is going to be in the show notes, so you can find his details and information there.